We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. The show about everything and nothing out all at once. I'm your host, the one and only host of Loudmouth, Madison Loudmouth Hadler. How many times can I squeeze in the name of my podcast in just the intro? It hasn't even been what? It hasn't even been like a minute yet. And I've squeezed it in, I think, four different times. I love that. We call that branding. (laughs) But hi, guys. How are we doing today? I don't know if you can hear, I hope that you can, the subtle waves in the background because this bitch is in Florida, my dudes. If you heard last week, I told you that I was going to be in Florida. I was in Kansas last week, Florida this week. Don't worry, I'm vaccinated and masked up, baby. But yeah, it's been an exciting time because I don't necessarily do a whole lot of traveling everywhere, so... It's been fun to kind of go around and have some fun. And today I was out at the pool pretty much all day, but I don't really think I got sunburnt. Um, just a little bit on my back, which is kind of expected because I get tan lines when I run from my sports bra. And that part just kind of burns whenever I um, tried to tan it without my sports bra on. I know that was a confusing sentence, but I'm hoping that you're keeping up with me and that you're following along here. But yes, I'm currently in Florida having so much fun. Um, I'm with my friend Alicia's family. Alicia has actually been on the podcast. Um, If you go way, way back, we talked about artificial, artificial intelligence and things like that. And oh my God, you know those little like boogie boards that aren't really boogie boards. They're like for the sand. I don't know. Sand boards, sand surfing. I don't know. Some guys are doing that right now, and it's so cool, and it looks actually so much fun. Um, I wish I had a boogie board. I used to love boogie boarding when I was little and, like, whitewater rafting, all that fun jazz. But, actually, there was a tropical storm here just literally last night. Um, His name was Fred. He was here for a little bit, but it's pretty beautiful out today. Waves are a little – still a little rough. I think it was double red flag this morning. Definitely still saw people in the ocean when they weren't supposed to be, but yeah, so we're just having a good old time. I hope that you guys are doing well, and I'm so excited because this week on the podcast, I have a guest, of course, you know my schedule every other week, we have a guest on Loudmouth, and this week, our guest is Lyric Christian, and she is a artist, songwriter, pop singer, awesome person that I met on Instagram actually um she just released her debut song oh my gosh when was it two weeks ago I believe and yeah I believe so I think it was on August 13th that she released her song and so I reached out to her and asked if she wanted to be on the podcast and she agreed and so we had such a good conversation talking about black women in pop being a singer, songwriter, talking about writing songs, just all that jazz. So make sure you go check out her debut single down in the description box. Follow her on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music, um, because she is going to be releasing a couple new songs here soon. And I hope you guys all enjoy her and our conversation as much as I did. So keep listening. Enjoy. I'm going to go get back to the beach. Um, so 
let's just start with introducing yourself, tell the audience who you are, what you do, pronouns, everything like that. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Lyric Christian. I go by she, her. Um, yeah. So like I said, I just turned 24. So I'm a 24 year old singer songwriter that's based in New York City. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also a model as well. So that's fun and exciting kind of get all three in there. Um, but yeah, I just released a song, finally putting myself out there as an artist um, after being a songwriter and being in the background for many, many years. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to ask about your songwriting experience and stuff like that. Like, when did you kind of get into music and how did you decide it was kind of a career that you wanted to enter? Yeah, totally, totally. So I'm like, do you want the really long version or the short version? The really long version. It's a podcast, baby. We want to hear it all. Yes. Okay. So I would say it started. Okay. So the story that my parents tell <laughs> is that like, and so, you know, it's their story. I have yeah. my own. Um, is that I started singing for the first time when I was two, right? Okay. So they said I was in the back of the car. They had the jazz radio station playing and they heard like scatting in the background and they turned the radio down. It was me in the back. Now, how true is that story? I don't know. But my story is that actually I like performed for my first audience when I was five years old. Uh -huh. um, and it was at like, my family reunion um so it, like it, they were just like yeah. oh let the five-year-old sing yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> so I started singing they're like okay well this five-year-old for a five-year-old kind of has a voice like, <laughs> so then like my parents started realizing like okay like she can sing she's into music mm -hmm. so they threw me into piano and voice lessons when I was eight years old and then from there I actually was classically trained in piano and voice up until like 18. Music has been a part of my life forever. Yeah, it sounds Always like it. ingrained in me, you know, so my, and my parents are fully supportive, which is also so, so helpful. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and they supported me going to a music program for school. And they were like, as long as you're doing what you love and you keep working hard at it, then we're gun ho all the way. You know what I'm saying? I love that. I love so, that. That's really how I started. It's yeah, bitty bitty. <laughs> where did you um, grow up, or where? I grew up in Atlanta. Born oh, okay. Born and raised, but it's so funny because oh, it's probably because my mom is actually from New York, right? And my oh, dad okay. is actually an immigrant from Antigua. So I grew up not hearing a Southern accent. Yes. Okay. So what made you decide to want to go to New York? Is it because your mom was there, or the music program, or what? How did you end up in New York? Well, it's New York. You know yeah, I mean? <laughs> like, you know, but also, I mean, since my mom's from New York, I've been like coming and going ever since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. and big city, bright lights. Like ever since I was little, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Every time we come up here, I loved it. And so I made the decision, I think when I was like 15, 16, where I was like, I need to go to college in this city. I was like, at this point, I don't even care what school yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to go to school here. That's, that's why, honestly, I was like, this is, this is what it has to be. I have to go to school. So where did you end up going to school? And I think you said you did songwriting there or you. Yes. yes. Okay. So I went to NYU, but specifically the um, Clive Davis Institute of Recorded Music okay. at NYU. Um, so all music program, it's, it's the holistic music business, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's funny because I actually went in initially as an artist it was like my route. Cause you have to be like pick tracks, like songwriter, producer, artist, business side. And I was like, okay. I was like, I don't have any, at this point when I'm like 17, 18 applying, I was like, I don't have any original songs out yet or anything like that. I was like, yeah, like I used to play around on the piano and like mm. come up with songs, but they weren't good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Let me apply as an artist. And so my submission video was literally just me singing covers. Okay. Um, and so surprisingly got in <laughs> through that. But because the nature of the program, I remember coming in and everyone was saying like, oh, I've done this, I've done that. Like I've worked with these people. And I'm just like, like oh my gosh. Um, syndrome. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I have done none of this, you yeah. know? I was like, how did I get in here? And so I remember kind of being like bumped and, and, and a bit discouraged because I was like, everyone's already doing so many great things. And I'm like literally coming in here at like ground zero. You know, so I remember like talking to like my close friends about it and my family and they literally said, all you have to do is like, just put, put your blinders up, you know? And so ever since, like now all I do is put my blinders up. So yeah. it's like, I think everything happens for the right time for different people. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yes. So 
I actually wrote my first full realized song um, my freshman year. Um, with a friend okay. It's great. And, um, you know, first fully realized song, it was okay. Like, <laughs> not my favorite, but, you know, it was, it was a really good baseline song. So then by my sophomore year, um, we had this class called like writing the hit song and producing the record where we were made to write, you know, original mm-hmm. music. And that's when I started realizing like, okay, I, I have a knack for this. I've been writing, writing, writing. And actually um, that year I actually got some attention from Warner Chapel, which was amazing in a, in a writing camp. So I was like, wow, like I actually really have a knack for this. And, and I, I don't just think I'm not the only person who thinks I'm good. Yeah. You need and to so kind of be in your head and be like, yeah, I'm amazing. And then when other people start recognizing, yeah. you, okay, okay. <laughs> like, hey, like, I can, I, I got some going here. Um, and I just realized like, I love putting how I feel into songs and taking universal things that everyone feels and putting it into music, you know, because it's like, I may not come off this way, but sometimes I can be such a softy. <laughs> and so like, it literally just like, I literally have a playlist called Late Night Thoughts where I'll just like, it's all like sad emotional Bad music. Yeah. <laughs> Bad boy hours. Literally, but it's like, I love putting those emotions into songs. And it's mm-hmm. like also, but I also have that side of me where it's like, you know what? I'm a bad bitch and <laughs> every woman and everybody in general should just be able to feel that way and be able to bring that out of themselves. And yes. definitely either way, I feel like I definitely took that on. So um, we were kind of talking about earlier, like what is like the inspiration? Beside- well, okay. Well, first of all, explain what either way is to the audience. And then kind of let's talk about like, what was your inspiration behind it? What made you decide that you wanted that to be kind of your debut song and things like oh. that? So either way is my debut single. Yeah. Um and shameless plug out on all platforms. Yes, and we'll have it linked in the show notes, everything. And the lyric video just dropped 13 minutes ago. Oh, Miami. okay. Also, yes. But yeah, either way is 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 my debut single. And honestly, the inspiration behind it. So it's an interesting <laughs> and fun one. Okay. Um we love interesting so and fun. <laughs> everything I write, even if it's for other artists, um, always comes from some personal experience, whether it's like fully that personal experience in one song or I like take a bit and kind of expand on it and mm-hmm. fictionalize it a little bit. But this song was real from start to finish. Okay. Uh, so if you guys like go back and listen, it's a whole story and that actually happened. So long story short, I was seeing this guy. I was really into him. Um, you, we all know how that goes. Yes. And unfortunately, like, <laughs> unfortunately, very unfortunate. <laughs> um, and you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, you just start seeing somebody you're on cloud nine. Um, and it's like, nothing can go wrong. You can't mm-hmm. see anything. Right. So I remember there was at this point, we were seeing each other for four or five months at this point. And he literally hit me up and was like, we need to talk. And I was like, um, those dreaded words. Yes. <laughs> like here. instant anxiety. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, instant. I just literally just started like freaking out. And he was like, I was like, okay. And I was literally just with him earlier that day. Oh, just texting him, you know? Yes. And I was like, all right. Okay. We need to talk. Great. I was like, what do you want to talk about? And he was like, oh, I just want to talk about where we're at. Um, and, and, our relationship and what we're doing mm-hmm. and I was like okay I was like so tell me like <laughs> talk to me super impatient I'm like I don't want to wait just tell me now <laughs> and um I was like okay cool 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 <laughs> and he was I was like so just just you want to talk about it you can FaceTime me text me call me yeah after I'm done doing what I'm doing and he was like no this is more like a, a conversation over dinner okay but then I got really confused and I was yeah. like is he gonna break up with me over dinner? Like, yeah, he's then like, just awkwardly like, <laughs> just awkwardly, or do I leave? Yeah, and so I outright told him, I was like, "Look, if you're going to tell me something I do not want to hear, <laughs> you should do it any other way." But yeah, over dinner. Yes, you know. And he was like, "No, I promise. Like, it's not anything crazy." And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna take him at his word. Fine." Mm-hmm. And so because of our schedules, they were crazy for the next like few days, so we didn't get to see each other again for like four days or so. <laughs> So <laughs> literally, literally like panicking for four yeah. days, 
even though he said everything was chill. Um, and so finally, like, get to that day. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically it was a Tuesday. <laughs> and I remember getting there. And um, it was, like, super weird because I even put this in the song. It's like I said, going for a kiss, but you turn right, right? Mm-hmm. So get to his place, come in going for a kiss and he like I see him like think about it uh-huh. for a bit like a hot minute and then yeah. like kind of give me his cheek and I was like okay so okay. This, is, this is what we're dealing with this is what this is so this so is exactly what I didn't want to happen but okay <laughs> it wouldn't happen but you know yeah. so we get to um dinner and at this point I'm just like sweating <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, really like- sweating. <laughs> and freaking out and like it's uncomfortable on his end too. And it's just like, what's going on? And so he's eating, I'm not. Like when I get really anxious, oh, like, yeah. people like, I don't eat, I yeah. just, I can't. So freaking out, freaking out. I eventually am like, okay, I need to call one of my friends. <laughs> I get up and I go to the bathroom. I call one of my girlfriends who I already told her about the situation beforehand. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, we're at dinner. I was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, something's really awkward. And she was like, be a boss bitch, go out there and say, look, you said we needed to talk. What do we need to talk about? Yeah. So you know what? Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay. Let me, let me be that girl. Put my bad bitch hat on. It's on. Okay. And, bad bitch and go out there. So I got there and I was like, okay. Said we need, we need to talk. What's what's going on? He was like, no, this is more so for a talk over ice cream. <laughs> you just but, said it was over dinner. So okay. Thank you. I was like, okay, great amazing so we finished dinner I didn't eat anything anything yeah <laughs> I would have knots in my stomach I could not no I couldn't I, I couldn't eat anything we go to get ice cream then we walk to back to his apartment he goes away for two seconds I'm sitting on the couch we he comes out and he like pats next to the next him on the couch and he was like come on let's talk and then at this point I'm like what is yeah like you're giving me a lot of mixed signals here. So many, so many. And he was like, I want us to like take a two week break. Right. And really, I was just like, oh my God. And it's like, you know how when something happens, you need time to process it. So you don't fully, like I didn't yell. I didn't freak out. I was just really calm. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, fine. And then he was kind of uneasy because he didn't know what my reaction was going to be. And so he was pretty much saying like, all right, like, yeah, like not much has to change, but just like a little less commitment and things like that. And I literally put that in the second verse of the song. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's like, nothing's got to change. won't be different. We'll just keep a little distance. Then you complain that I'm acting too distant, right? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So you still want, you want to do your thing, uh-huh. kind of, pretty much, but you still want me, but you still want me kind of a, like a warm body kind of situation and like that. And also you still want kind of the emotional parts of it. Yeah. The commitment of it either, you know? So like I said, I was like, you can have your cake, but you're never getting mine. <laughs> like, I was like, this is, I got it. I'm I like done with this. So it was one of those things where either way came because he literally told me, he was like, okay, like you can cry on my shoulder if you want to. He was like, this doesn't have to be the end. Like it's just shifting and morphing into something different. And in my mind, I was like, no, yeah, not. It's like either way it's over. And it's like, okay, taking, and, and the song was about taking the power back, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. I wrote the song a while ago. I wrote it literally the day after it happened. Amazing. Right. And I did not want to go to the session. I didn't want to do it. I was in such a mood, but I was like, you know what? No, let me get this out there. So this was the day after it happened. So it came from, obviously like you go through the emotions, like hurt, anger, all that. But Mm -hmm. in the time when I was writing it, I was angry. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, just completely pissed off. There was no hurt in that. And at that moment. Mm -hmm. So it was taking the power back. And I was like, you know what? No. I was like, you see me. Yeah. Don't play me. Like, I was like, don't play, don't play. You know, you were lucky to be with me, you know? Like, yes. and it's not even coming from like a conceited standpoint. It's just like, we no should all works. ourselves. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm not just talking about physicality, talking about just like my energy, my mm-hmm. vibe and 
how we interact and how I treat you, you know, and vice, and it should be vice versa. And I was like, so you were lucky to even be with me, you know? Yes. So that's how I felt. And I was like, so either way, after this two week break, no, it's over. Like, you're not going to get the parts of me that you want. Mm-hmm. Anymore. Yeah. So that was the long story. No, of I, the of the song. well, and I'm sure the people listening can, I mean, listening to that, it sounds like pretty much every other story that I've had with any, any kind yeah. of thing and I feel like yeah, it's so common and I feel like a lot of the times that comes from like um you know like situationships where you're not really in a relationship but you're also like a little bit yeah. more than just like yeah. walking around dangerous they're so dangerous yes because then when they're, like, yeah. Yeah, when they're done you're like okay so how do I feel because it's like am I allowed to like I'm allowed to feel hurt but it's like how much hurt you like get this like weird <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah and like, even though I like I like like I like, just turned 24 right but I'm at a point now where I'm like I feel like I'm too old to be dealing with situationships yes that's not saying like I've been through all the tomfoolery that you could think of yes and it's like part of it it's like okay it feels my songwriting it feels my art mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like all the good content good content <laughs> <laughs> literally it's all about the content you know it's like you hurt me I'm gonna monetize it yeah so yes do you think but um it's just like situationships are so dangerous because mm-hmm. like you said, you're in that weird space where it's like, we're not officially dating, but we have feelings for each other and we're doing all the dating things, but. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So no, that's sh- why I loved your, the cake line you said earlier, because that's exactly what it is. Like they want all the cake, but also not. And it's like, well, you can't have mine. Excuse me. That's not how <laughs> like, I work. Oh, this one's off the table and this cake is premium. Yes. So, <laughs> so how long have you been working on this song? And like, when did you kind of realize that you wanted to make it into a song? Yeah. Um, so this song, so I have a lot of songs in the vault, right? Okay. So, because uh, I'm writing constantly and I actually just came back from LA for a writing trip. So so many songs out of that for Mm -hmm. other artists and some I might keep for myself. So it's like, I'm constantly writing, constantly writing. Yeah. So I will go through these periods where it's like, okay, I'll look at everything that I have Mm -hmm. and I'm like, all right, let me just go through what, cause not everything I write or anyone writes is going to be amazing. Like I guarantee some stuff is like, let's (laughs) leave that in the vault. But then you have the songs where it's like, okay, like, no, this is dope. This is awesome. And so it's like any song that an artist isn't taking, I'll, keep in the vault. I'll mm-hmm. go through and I'll listen. And this song in particular, I was listening through. And even though I was like, we're still like removed from the situation at that point, mm-hmm. I was like, no, this song, it came from a really special place. It came from a very real place. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a songwriter first, mm-hmm. I really listen to lyrics and the lyrics and the story is important to me. Mm-hmm. And so with the song in particular, the story was so important. And I was like, and it was so real. Yeah. Play by play what happened. I was like, this, this is what I want. This is what I want to put out to the world because I just want them to know who I am and certain experiences that, I, that I've gone through that I know I'm not the only person yeah, that's no. gone through, you know? Yes. So that's why the song just always came from a special place. And I just think it's so funny how like I literally wrote it the day after it happened. And I was yeah. like, this, I was like, this is it. This is the one. Like you, you just like listen to certain things. You're like, okay. Okay. Yeah. You can listen to it and be like, oh my God, this has happened to me too. Like, I feel like most mm-hmm. people in the world are like, yeah, I relate to this. Like but that's the thing, like with writing, you have to like kind of teeter the line too, to like not make it too, too personal, make it sound too much like a diary entry. Yes. Like you still have to get that like universal feel, you know? Yes. yes. I can only imagine like when you're writing, I bet sometimes you just get a little too personal and you're like, um, okay, okay. Maybe scratch that like out. Right at like 3 a.m. <laughs> in my apartment by myself yeah. okay this is a little too personal <laughs> like, all right all right take it back take it back a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah so it's just whenever you decided that you wanted like when do you think you decided that you wanted this song to like that you wanted to follow through with it produce it do all that kind of stuff I would say about eight ten months ago is when we okay. were like we were like okay this this is the one this is the yeah. one that we want to push out you know first mm-hmm. yeah so what are kind of the steps co- to go about doing like what steps did you take when you're like okay this is the song I want to put out like what do you do after you decide that after it's written 
stress. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The steps. So you pick the song and then not every song that you have is fully done, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have a demo and especially a song that you worked on a a while back. Sometimes you want to up the production. You want to change it up a bit, you know? Mm -hmm. So, okay. So I went to my publishers. I was like, this is the one that I want to release. They listened to it. They gave their feedback. They're like, okay, awesome. Go Mm -hmm. for it. We're so then it's a matter of okay this song i wrote a little while ago production needs to be changed completely mm-hmm. you know to like it times mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> so i actually worked with i hit up one of one of my friends that i've worked with before he's amazing mm-hmm. his name is um addy and his production tag is saint steph he's awesome um and so i hit him up and he built a new beat from the ground up so everything you're hearing, that's him, which was amazing, amazing. I can't even fathom doing that. I'm like, I listen. I know, we go from the ground up, yeah. ground up. And actually, so the top line was already done, right? Mm-hmm. So when I actually wrote the top line, co-wrote it with a friend of mine, Will okay. Daly. Mm-hmm. Amazing. We went to school together. Love him to death. So co-wrote that with him. And so then top line was done. But even though I don't produce and I'm a top line writer, I like to be a part of the entire production process. I want to be mm-hmm. there um to see where we're going with it and build it from the ground up so went to Addie and I was like okay this is what I want to do this is the vibe let's do it and we worked on it for about I want to say it looked like a month he would keep me honest with this but he's not here but I want to <laughs> say it took like a month or so okay. to get it to like fully finish it and then mix it out and all that and yeah, we were just like, he was sending me versions and like sent back notes and things like that. We would go into the studio together and, 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 and build it out that way. So that's the second step. It's like getting that production done to a point uh-huh. where you're like, okay, this can be released. Then yeah. mix it or he mixes it or he mixed the track and then you get it mastered. And so a friend of mine, Bensi, he mastered the track. Did an amazing job with that. So once all that's done, but like while that's happening, you're, you're thinking about the creative concepts mm-hmm. and how you want to present yourself as an artist, what you want the visuals to be, what you want the promo assets to be, right? Yeah. So um, as that's going on, I'm thinking about what I want it to be. And I had done a shoot back in November okay. and it wasn't for a mom, like she was more so like for my own artistry shoot. Okay, right? yeah. So, and I had it in this single in mind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, these are the assets that we have. These are the photos. How do you want to put it together and make it into a story? So I'm a huge nerd. And I love, love, love like old school comics, Justice League. Yes. Super, all of that, right? And so I realized there are not that many strong black female superheroes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make myself the superhero of my own story. I love that. And we all should. So I was like, okay, I'll be the black superhero. I'll be the black female superhero. I'll do it. So, um, calm down. I'll do it for you. Okay. God. (laughs) Yeah. And so the first graphic, um, was, I wanted to turn myself into a comic book. So Mm -hmm. I actually, this guy, Alexander Liu, and he turned me into the comic book character that I always dreamed of. And so of course him saying like the, we need to talk Mm -hmm. and me heading out the door as he was saying it, because it's like, your day doesn't stop because some boy says we need to talk, need to talk. You keep it's like you put that on the back burner mm-hmm. you'll deal with it later keep on going so then the shoot itself with me being fully done is like okay this is my final form yes me realizing it is what it is either way it's over i'm still that bitch will always mm-hmm. be that bitch. you know what i'm saying so i already had like that concept in mind so as like you're figuring out the whole production concept and all that you're still thinking about the creative aspect yeah. So sent the final produced, mastered track out to my publishers. They loved uh-huh. it. They're like, amazing. Go forward with it. Also, I'll plug them. Sharon Tapper and Heather, amazing, amazing. Love working with them. Amazing team. And um, then I got a lyric video together, which was pretty much a comic book as well. A comic mm-hmm. book strip. And I worked with this guy named Zach Poe on the lyric video. He did an amazing okay. job. And um, I was like, okay, this is the final form. This is the superhero look. So it was pretty much a comic book scroll of all the lyrics and the different photos. So that was like final step. And so once I got that video back and was in a good place with that, I was like, okay, 
we are ready to yeah. use it you know, and that those are kind of the steps and there's so much in between. That's not as fun. It's so crazy how it takes like just a whole crew to get it together too. Like you need so So much. much. Yeah. And as an independent artist too, like doing it from the ground up, Mm -hmm. it takes so much, but it makes it just that much more rewarding when it's when it's done. Yeah. And I feel like you're able to take like, you know, in that moment, like you became that superhero in your life. And then you were like, okay, let's bring it to the whole entire concept. Like, it's so cool that you're able to kind of take that and make it such a big moment and huge for everyone else too. Like it's so empowering for everyone who listens to it too. Yeah. And I'm like, the more people listen to it, the better. Yeah. (laughs) Also like another, another fear that I had and why it took me, I guess, so long to step out of that songwriter only lane. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, obviously streams are a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what if no one likes it? What if no one streams it? You know? And I remember calling up a few, my, I remember calling up the co-writer Will earlier um, in the week. And I was like, oh my God, panic. I was like, what if no one likes it and no one streams it? And he was like, no, he was like, it's, it's about building a body of work. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because this is my first single, right? Yes. So I'm releasing more. I'm going to release four more and space them over three months, right? Okay, four over three months. Dang. So excited. And so I'm going to release them incrementally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. He was like, it's about the body of work, not the one song. He was like, so you're building that foundation. You're building that base. You're building the fans. And that mm-hmm. made me feel so much better all about you know yeah so is like are the rest of the songs kind of along the same like storyline or is it just different like do you use like the superhero kind of thing throughout the whole song you know definitely similar storyline definitely similar Mm -hmm. okay they they all like weave into one because at first I was like oh let me release an EP Mm -hmm. and then I was like wait and then me and my publisher (laughs) talked about it and we're like okay I don't think about the point yet where everyone's gonna be like, let's listen to a whole EP. Yeah. I was like, I'll get there. Yes. So yeah. The common ground, the, the happy medium was okay, let's release bit by bit incrementally build that base and mm-hmm. so people can hear what you're about and go from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So because it was initially supposed to be an EP in my head, <laughs> it's all like one storyline. So while you're working on either way, you're working on all these other songs as well. <laughs> Yes, There's along so with working on my own stuff and then working on other artists' stuff. So I'm I was going to ask a little bit about like working on other artists' stuff. Like, what does that look like for you? The music industry in general is just about like connections. We know and who you're cool with and, and things like that. And that's how those things form. So a lot of the artists that I work with, I'm friends with, or it's like mm-hmm. where we become friends yeah. down the line. So honestly, it just starts from being like, oh, like, let's hang out and write the artist and then you're writing and it's like you're just writing feeling at the time it's just a fun vibe and they hit you up six months later and it's like we're releasing the song which is how it goes sometimes or then yeah. you have like the more formal settings as well where it's like your publishers set up sessions and then mm-hmm. you have a purpose for writing it's like okay you're writing and the artist may not be in the room depending on how big the artist is and things like that so it's like okay you're writing to pitch to such and such artists. So mm-hmm. you'll get like a group of writers in the room and a producer and it's like, and you have a brief of what the artist is looking for. Okay. And then you write that way and then you send it back to their team and then they'll send it to the artist and then they'll decide. So <laughs> there's like so many different ways to go about it. Honestly, the more fun way is being in the room with an artist and just going from there. Do you mainly yeah. work with like independent artists or do you work with bigger artists or those kind of um... Um, I would say it's like a mix. I work with like independent to like, it's like medium. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I guess artists. Um, but then also there's some independent artists that I work with that are huge and doing their own thing because being Mm -hmm. independent now is so like the wave. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody really telling you like you are everything to yourself. You Mm -hmm. know, you don't have to go through verbals. Don't have to go through all that craziness. So I definitely work with some independent artists that are doing their thing. Do you like writing for other artists or for yourself more? Or is it just kind of like a whatever flows? <laughs> it's kind of like whatever flows. Yeah. You know? 
honestly when I'm in sessions because like I said when I was out in LA it was like half for other artists and then like half for me right okay. so the sessions for other artists it was less pressure for me mm-hmm. you know because I was like this is <laughs> this is not yeah. something I'm gonna put out under my name you know yes um, even so like I literally just was a featured artist on um this um collective yeah female collective based in Mexico called I Am Yoni and they're amazing powerhouse women and it was so great to be featured I saw that I went to your artist profile and listened to it (laughs) thank you it was so great to be featured on their EP but I was like even then even though it was my name I was still a featured artist it wasn't necessarily my even though like amazing track love it it was so fun working on it you know but it was still less pressure to me and some kind of way for Mm -hmm. myself I'm like oh this has to be right we have to get these background vocals like this everything has to be stacked perfectly yeah this line how can we make it better how can we say this in a cooler way like I'm just that but you're like it's me like this is me this is what I'm putting out into the world yeah I need to make sure yeah and not to say that when I'm writing for other artists I'm not on my shit doing my thing you know it's just like it's a mental thing yeah exactly Mm -hmm. it's like and the whole thing with like being thrown into sessions Nine out of ten times, if the publishers put you in sessions, people you don't know them. You're yeah. meeting for the first time to do something. And I think songwriting is such an intimate thing. Honestly, yeah. again, you're writing about real life. You're writing about personal stuff, and so you have to talk about it with strangers. Yeah. So I remember there was one artist I worked with, and um, she's absolutely amazing. Her voice is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I was at a writing camp, so I was like back to back, super tired. This was yeah. an early session. And she comes and I hadn't heard much of her music beforehand. I didn't have time to listen through as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and we literally just talked for like three hours about life. Yeah. What she's up to, what I'm up to. And then when we were talking, that's where we find like a common ground. So it was mm-hmm. we were like, oh, this is what we're writing about. This yeah. is what it is. And when I tell you that session to this day was one of my favorite sessions ever because we literally wrote for like, eight hours straight yeah and no stopping and her voice was so amazing and she did the song so much justice and it was so yeah. much fun you know it's just like so being in the room with artists is i feel like it brings that extra like yeah because you're can able tell to you like be more personal fun. yeah mm-hmm. and like meet who they are and stuff that's crazy because you start the day not knowing them or like anything and about you them leave- Close, the, kind of close, you know? Yeah. That's so crazy to me. Okay. On your Spotify, like on your bio in Spotify, I've kind of put this in the question, but you said that you want to bridge the gap between black female songwriters in the pop charts. So can we delve into that a little bit more? Can you explain what you mean by that and all that jazz? Yeah. I feel like there are definitely some black female writers that are, you know, doing their thing mm-hmm. for sure 100% on the pop charts. But I feel like there has been like, there has been a writer where it's like, okay, like she's like it, like that yeah. pop, pop writer, like, and that's the thing. So I'll, I'll give you a little anecdote. So honestly, being a black woman, right? People assume that you do certain kind of music, mm-hmm. right? So like, obviously, either way is pure pop, mm-hmm. yes, in every way, shape, or form, pure pop, right? So it's like I would go into meetings before anyone would even listen to to the music and they'd be like oh so so you do like r&b hip-hop like that's your thing mm-hmm. and i'm like um no, no. <laughs> like that's that's not it it's it's strictly pop like, music uh, yeah and i feel like you kind of get like that really okay and uh-huh. it, and it's so surprising mm-hmm. you know when when you present it that way as a black woman where it's like no i, I just do pop music and what i want to do i want to take that surprise away Yes. Saying like I yeah. want to take that away, and it's like, yeah, black women do pop music, strictly pop music as well. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like hip hop, that is my thing. Like Megan Thee Stallion, Queen, Muffer. Like I listen to like if you like ask any of my friends, I listen to like female rappers twenty four seven. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I love pop. Like I love writing pop music, and mm-hmm. that's my lane. That's that's when I go down you know and and so I just want to take the element of surprise out of it and I want to eventually get to the point where it's like okay no lyrics she's like that black female pop queen yes you know it's so crazy because I've had so I had a girl named Precious on a little bit ago um and she's also a black 
female pop artist or whatever. And we talked about this too. And then I had um, Pablo the Don. They're a mm-hmm. music critic uh, like on TikTok is where they like found their groove, but they were doing it before. And I talked to them about kind of like whenever they critique music, people expect them to do like R&B and rap yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. And so they're like, the color of your skin. It's yeah. Like, no. Yeah, like, yeah, like we get down with with trap and hip hop and all that, but at the same time, no, like pop music, black people, well, we kind of set that whole vibe anyway exactly. <laughs> with music in general. Pop music is our music as well. Exactly, so. exactly. It's like how can you not? Well, like you can't see that the influences of pop music came from like black people. Yes. <laughs> So I like that you put that in your bio because it's so, and I like that I've just met a lot of Black people who are doing that. They're like, oh, I want to do pop music. That's what I want to do. Yeah, and like please don't try to throw me into another lane just because I look a certain way and you think it's easier to package. Yes, you know? yes, which I love. Do you, um have you ever kind of, ex- like obviously you're saying when you go into sessions and stuff like that, they kind of just assume but whenever you were kind of creating your own music like this song did you ever kind of run into that where they tried to steer you into another direction or do you think you're surrounded with people who get it I think I'm honestly surrounded with people who get it you know and it's like people that I work with and my publishers and all that like it's very important that you understand where the artist is coming from what the artist wants because if you if you're clashing it's just yeah, no. it's so much more stressful and it's like then honestly if they're trying to push you in a different lane they don't mm-hmm. believe in you yeah Seriously. yeah they don't believe in you as an artist and, and you need people around you that believe in you and your vision and of course not every idea i have is going to be great like by all means no one wants yes people around them like yeah. this idea is trash or this sounds terrible please tell me <laughs> you know because it's like, like don't let me go i don't just work in the vacuum like don't let me just put some craziness out there you know yeah. but at the same time you, you want people that believe in your vision and believe in what you're doing mm-hmm. and believe in you as an artist you know and that are there to help you and assist you and, and make the ideas better and make yeah. them more well-rounded you know we'll get so many no's mm-hmm. and it comes with the territory even the biggest artists <laughs> yeah. get so many no's have gotten so many no's but it takes that one yes and it's like you just have to keep pushing you have to keep believing in yourself and you have to keep doing your thing and it's like yeah you'll have those sleepless nights but hey that's what you got to do to keep pushing it forward so literally any dream you have as long as you put the work behind it totally possible even if it doesn't feel like it's working out the way you want it to like do it for yourself more than anything like uh, yeah and then also it's like it'll get there you know it's like it's all about consistency. Just keep doing it. Keep pushing. It's like, you got this. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you have to keep telling yourself, you know, at least yeah. that's what I'm telling yeah. myself. Stay sane. Um, but that's what you got to do. And, and, and it'll get there. It'll get, it'll totally get there. Yeah. The world is abundant enough. There are places for everyone. You just gotta yep. always find that niche audience. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. finding that niche audience and getting like those diehard people that it's they will listen to whatever you put out. They will love it. They will run it up. And yes. it's like, that's what you need to do. It's like finding that audience. And it's like, yeah, not everything's going to do amazingly well, but that's what it takes. You need those ups and downs. Like I said, even the biggest artists have songs that didn't do that great or like yeah. albums that didn't do that great, but then come back next thing does amazing. And, yes. and that's what it's about, you know? Yeah. Just pushing through. And yeah, I think that's, I feel like also with you working with a lot of your friends and stuff too, that. I feel like it's so helpful because it's like it is, it is. people yeah. who get you. And then you're also like building up your friends when you're building up yourself. And that always feels you great. You see like your friends pop. Cause like I have some friends that are doing the damn thing. Like yeah. I really do. And I am so proud of them and will support them all the way and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing. Like surrounding yourself with one of the people that get it. As an artist now, who are kind of your inspirations that you kind of pull from? Grew up actually, of course, even though I was just talking about like pop and all that, grew up on old school RB actually. Okay. So the Anita Bakers of the world, um, the Regina Bells mm-hmm. of the world, Phyllis Hyman, all of that, right? Yes. And Luther, Luther Vandross, can't not mention him. <laughs> um, and so grew up with those influences, right? Um, so vocally, actually, they're influences for me. Okay. Totally. 
So that's where that comes in. And mm. then on the pop side of things, one of my favorite writers of all time, Julia Michaels, hands down. Okay. She's amazing. And so from a melodic perspective and from a lyric perspective, she's definitely someone that influences me for sure. Like mm. Julia Michaels, B.B. Rexa, mm. Victoria Monet, you yeah. know, um, mix them all together. Yes, mix them all. Then you get you. Okay, so you released your debut single and you said you have a couple more coming up in the next coming months. So what are some of your goals and aspirations for yourself, you know, in the next year, in the next five years? Just what are kind of some things that you really want to see yourself doing and getting to? More immediate goal for me, and this is more so of a personal goal than goals that are mm-hmm. depending on other people. I just want to keep my consistency up with releasing for myself. Mm-hmm. I want to keep that going um, over the next year. So that's like a personal goal for me. Okay. And then I guess a goal that depends on other people. Um, I definitely just want to grow my fan base more. Mm-hmm. So that's a goal that I, I want to see happen over the time period of the next few years, you know, and again, half on me, half on if other people really like what I'm doing. And then also before COVID, I used to perform okay. in there, yes. in the city. So definitely want to get back into that more mm-hmm. as well. But honestly, I just want my music to reach more people. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I don't just write for myself, but I write um, to touch people and for people to like going through the same experiences to, you know, connect yeah. in that way. So I definitely want my music to connect and touch more people as the years go on. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all, I mean, you were talking earlier about like writing for yourself, but making it universal. Do you have like a formula for when you write or is it just kind of flow? Definitely usually depends on who I'm working with, but mm-hmm. on a, at least on a baseline level, I like to have the concept first. Okay. And so because when I'm a writer, I'm always focusing on concepts. I have a bunch of journals <laughs> of just like scribbles and concepts. Cause when I go into sessions, I want to be able to at least give a few ideas, okay. you know, and be like, okay. And I think that's honestly one of my strong suits. Um, yeah. When you go to sessions, like, okay, I have this concept, I have this idea, boom, 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 this is what I think it is, this is how I think the song can go, mm-hmm. and we go from there. And then we'll build out melodies and things like that, so. Yeah, do you kind of just, whenever you, like, is it just like concepts, like when you're, I don't know, doing something and then all of a sudden something pops in your head and you just go right like that down? Is that kind of how that works? That yeah. happens a lot, and then also, this is going to sound so strange. I listen to people's conversations. So. Okay. No, that's <laughs> no, like if I'm on the subway, it's like, sometimes I'll like lower my headphones down, like the volume down. It's like, I'll listen to things. People say really interesting <laughs> things. And it's just like, oh my God. And then I'll like type in my notes on my phone. Like, oh, this person said this, this is awesome. <laughs> like this could be an idea down the line. Or it's like, I'll be dealing with something in my own personal life with a friend or with a guy that I'm seeing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh gosh like why is he doing this like yeah yeah Yeah. you know (laughs) like no okay people go through the same experiences so if I hear someone say something Mm -hmm. I'm like I've definitely like kind of gone through this as well so it's like but I just haven't for me it's all about taking something that happens to everyone but saying it in a clever and cool way Mm -hmm. that's what it's about for me and that's that's my constant Mission in life. Mission, yes. <laughs> okay. So is there any advice that you would want to give? I know we kind of like sprinkled it throughout, but any advice that you want to give to um songwriters who are kind of getting into the business or artists, independent artists who want to get into the business? Yeah. I would say honestly, like I was saying earlier, it's all about connection, mm-hmm. you know, and finding that one yes and finding that person that does want to help you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I would say it's a matter of putting yourself out there. Even mm-hmm. as a songwriter, you have to put yourself out there, especially if you're just getting started. It's like, sometimes you might have to reach out to someone and be like, I do this and I, it would be dope if you could listen to it or, or mm-hmm. things like that. So putting yourself out there and seriously just pushing, 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 mm-hmm. no matter how tough it may get, no matter how many no's you may get, no matter how many times you want to literally just cry <laughs> at night because something didn't happen how you expected it to and nothing's gonna happen how you expect it to mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like that's just life um so just keep pushing and also keep writing keep making music 
that and at the end of the day it is about that because it's like okay you get that opportunity you get that yes mm-hmm. now what are you presenting mm-hmm. is it the best possible thing mm-hmm. so don't forget that the music is really important too you know yeah. like literally anyone that wants to get into songwriting or anything like that send me over stuff and seriously and i'll listen and yeah. see what i can do i would love to like help you out work with you or maybe connect you to the correct person so yes well again plug either way yes out on all streaming platforms the lyric video is out on youtube now so everyone check it out run it out yeah follow you i will follow back yeah ig is at lyric underscore christian perfect yes yes and thank you so much for having me no i'm Amazing. I'm excited yeah. to watch you blow up because I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, she's on my podcast, actually. <laughs> no, and I'm gonna be like, she let me on her podcast. Like, what? <laughs> and I'll have everything listed down below: your Instagram, the song, lyric video, all of that, obviously. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. I'm thank so you excited. For having me. This is amazing. I'm so honored to be on your podcast. I'm so honored to have an artist like you on here. Are you kidding me? Thank you. Thank you. I love you. being able to go from like listening to the song to then talking to someone in person. Cause I'm like, wow. <laughs> and like hearing your story of how you wrote either way. And then now I'm going to go back and listen to it and be like, oh my gosh, she was just talking about that. Like, I remember that. It's so cool. Like, being Thank able you. to know who the artist is, is like the coolest part about the music because it's like, wow, I feel so connected Sorry. now. Thank you. You too. Bye. All righty, you guys, did I not tell you that you were going to love her so much? Um, this was literally our first conversation ever and she was just so open and honest and so sweet and nice. And I hope that you guys go jam out to her song. It honestly is. I said it in earlier in the episode, but I put that song on my the whole production playlist, which is basically like my main character playlist. There are airplanes flying above me right now. I hope you can't hear that. But if you can, oh well. Um, but anyway, it is just a bad bitch song. Makes you feel good about yourself. It's poppy. It's fun. So I will list it down in the show notes. Make sure you go Give it a listen. Go follow her on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you can find her. And also make sure that you follow me and give me any ideas of people that you want to have on the podcast. Are there any artists that you love that you want to hear a little bit more about them and the story behind their songs and things like that? Let me know. Follow me at LoudmouthPod on Instagram. On Twitter, it's at Loudmouth underscore pod. Um, Follow this podcast, subscribe to the podcast, give me a little five-star review, write a little review down below. Um, I think that's it. Oh, merch available down in the description. I have some cool things coming here soon. I can't wait to show and share with you guys. And yeah, keep being loud, my dudes. I've said my dudes twice. I need to actually stop it. I've been in Florida for far too long. Um, I love you guys, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.